Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, here we go. Three o'clock hour. Hockman and Crowder dance party. <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> is it? There is something to be said for having a name that has nothing to do with with what you do like why can't we call this show the Hockman and Crowder dance party and then there, there's just there's never any dancing and very rarely a party <laughs> we actually can let's just move it right now there you go Solana he said it and it is done it is now the Hockman and Crowder dance party what should I do with this information I don't know like do something with it okay maybe the press release or something what about there like a go. band montage <laughs> Let's make it sound big. Have a press release. Send it out to all the big networks. I 100% could get that in the radio trade magazines. I could 100% get them to write that Hockman and Crowder has been changed to the Hockman and Crowder dance party. I 100 I could put out with a picture of us. I 100% could get that into Talkers Magazine or Radio Inc., uh, all access, all of them. Will that will that up our ratings and things of that nature? <laughs> no, but it'll be funny. <laughs> Let's do it for the funny. That you know, will be like funny. funny. Um, how about these? I'll give you. Guys, I'll let you guys guess. There's odds now, projected odds of what the Super Bowl matchups would be. All right. So we know mm-hmm. the Super Bowl will be in Arizona. If it was Bengals 49ers, what do you think the odds? Would be what do you think the line would be? Bengals Niners, uh, Bengals by two. Solana, you want to guess? Bengals by three and a half. So this is from SportsBetting.ag, by the way. It is Pickem, Pickem, mm. which surprises me. I was going to say Bengals yeah. by like four. Um, wow. Chiefs and Forty Niners. Ooh, Niners by one. Pick'em as well. Mm-hmm. It is indeed Pick'em. Uh, Bengals and Eagles. <laughs> now I want to go Pick'em. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the Price is Right guy that's been beaten down into guessing $1 after too many people beat him with that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Eagle. I, I think people love the Eagles. Eagles by one. Solana? Eagles by three. It's Eagles by one and a half. And Eagles Chiefs. Who still Eagles Eagles by one and a half. Eagles by two. Two. You are correct. Two. Yeah. There you go. People love the Eagles. I I get it, but I don't think they're that good. Yeah, I I haven't gotten it, but they keep winning. So yeah. Let's see. Eagles are uh, two and a half point favorites over the Niners on Sunday. Chiefs are still one point underdogs to the Bengals. Uh, Joseph Gacky is going to join us this hour. And uh, we'll begin with headlines with Alejandro Solana. Are you guys surprised that everybody we've talked to, pretty much everybody, 
has Joe Burrow as the best quarterback in the NFL as of this week? It's hard not to to go there, yeah. right? I mean, first of all, Patrick Mahomes is injured, so it's hard to take that out of your head. I think that's what it is, though. Like, we're living no in doubt. the moment. No doubt. And I'm not even – this isn't an indictment on Joe Burrow. He is clearly in the top three category of NFL quarterbacks. Like, I just think Patrick Mahomes, when healthy, is so far and ahead better than everybody else. Well, he has been, but I think Joe Burrow has reached him, and many people think that he's eclipsed him at this point. It's hard to, it's hard to argue otherwise, you know? Like, that – like – it's not like Joe Burrow's put together six good games. Like no, again, I'm yeah. not. I'm not hating on Joe Burrow. Like I, I, I wish the Dolphins had completed the tank and we'd be having this conversation about our own quarterback. But I think we're forgetting how good Patrick Mahomes is because one, he's injured and he hasn't looked great because of the injury. But bro, th- this guy is a quarterback we've never seen before in mm-hmm. the NFL. Like he. I, I don't know. I, I it's just I'm just shocked to see how many people have Burrow over Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the recency bias, but like like Ben said too, Solana, like they're very close. Like we're not we're not arguing, you know, anybody to Patrick Mahomes. I think the only person right now in the league you can argue with Patrick, you can throw Rodgers in there maybe, but Burrow's so close that I think it's sexy to put him right there in front of him because who? Well, because the numbers I, to your point, Solana. Patrick Mahomes, right, this is the season. Let's hell with the playoffs, hell with the injury. The season, his numbers are better, his rating is better, his QBR is better, everything's better than Joe Burrow. But Burrow's right there behind him within, you know, what, 600 yards passing, six touchdowns away from him. Like, they're very similar. It's a 305. Dale. 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 Thank you, Jimmy. All right, let's get those headlines with Alejandro Solana. They're driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. We'll start with some Dolphins news. Tyreek Hill is a finalist for the NFL's AP Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, let's go. He should win it. Um, Who are some of the other? Uh... Jalen Hurts from Philly. Patrick Mahomes. The aforementioned and uh, Justin Jefferson from Minnesota. Wow, cool. I don't, I don't know if I can just blurt out he should win it without uh, giving I, some consideration to the other three. I, I hate to put a quarterback in there because of the fact I know a quarterback going to be MVP, but Justin Jefferson made me bite my tongue there a little bit because he had a stupid season too. That, uh, that award will be announced. Uh, along with other awards. Remember the NFL, they debuted that NFL yeah, honor NFL show. Honors, yeah. yeah, Nobody will watch. They'll just get the results from Twitter. That's February 9th at 9 p.m. I think a lot of people watch it. Nobody watches that. I think a lot of people do. It's like the NBA award show at the end of the year. Nobody watches that. Hmm. <laughs> Do you see how the NBA is doing the all-star rosters this year? No. Y'all sent a text. What was it? So they're going to do it like almost right before the game, as if it was like you know gym class, and uh, and they're going to pick sides because it used to be what maybe on TNT or ESPN. They would yeah, have like the, the week the leading up to it, they yeah. bring on the two captains, yeah. usually LeBron and Steph or LeBron and Giannis, and then they pick live on TV. So now they're going to do it just a half hour before the game. So it, it you know just a half hour before the game, it's going to be who is it? LeBron and KD, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It's definitely LeBron and. 
someone from the east. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they'll just do yeah. it a half hour before the game and uh, and then uh, take your spot. The NBA is genius with marketing because that adds another another concept to the TV side. That adds another sponsor to the draft show. That's genius. I think it incentivizes actually watching the game too. Like it, yeah. once you already know the rosters, you can just follow along on social media. Mm. But if you don't know the rosters, now you kind of have to tune in to the actual broadcast. And then once they have you there, you might end up sticking around. Hmm. You know what? And the the pettiness, like of uh, like Hawk said, almost the pettiness of the the yard picking teams. Where oh, you know LeBron don't like him. He ain't gonna take Dame. Like I, I like the concept. Yeah, because. Yeah, he's better than him, but LeBron picked him. Why was that? He has a problem with, you know, whoever it is. That's why it was so much fun on TNT, because, like, Shaq and Charles. Yes, because you remember they would react to it, and they would try to goad, you know. Wasn't KD being kind of a – With James Harden, and I think there was an incident with Russell Westbrook and maybe – with KD, right? Where nobody picked Russ, but so will this end. be done in front of the crowd? Yeah, I, I, I imagine or is it, it will, backstage, but I don't know. It'll I be don't fun. Know. Either way, it'll be fun. Locally here, uh, the Miami Heat they beat the Celtics ninety-eight to ninety-five last night. Bam Adebayo at thirty and 15, 21 and twelve just in the second half. Play that montage again. Haywood Highsmith, 15-10 and 10 last night, hit four deep balls. Uh, the Heat have won 15 of their last 22 games, yeah. above five games above 500 for the first oh. time this season. They'll host Orlando, <laughs> the uh, the battle for Florida. The, uh, the upstart night. magic. Hey. Kane Hoops, they demolished FSU, 86-63 to 63 last night. We'll talk with uh, Joe Zagaki in the next segment. He was there. And the Panthers lost in overtime to the Penguins, seven to six last night. Yeah, was a uh, a wild game to say the least. And uh, like I said earlier, to come out of there with a point is fine. Pittsburgh is a really good team. You're at Pittsburgh. You're on the second night of a back to back, by the way, and you've got Alex Lyon in goal. Like to come out of there with a point, I don't think anybody's unhappy. Yeah. You mentioned Joe Zagaki, better nickname than Peyton Manning being the sheriff. Khaki Joe Zagaki. Probably Mount Rushmore of all-time nicknames, right? Khaki Joe Zagaki. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> uh, so, Dolphins defensive coordinator search updates. They have four names who are being linked according to sources and reports. It's Anthony Campanile, who we talked about earlier this week. Vic Fangio was reportedly interviewing today with the Miami Dolphins. Now, Chris Richard is also uh, expected to interview. He's the Saints co-defensive coordinator and DB's coach. And Seahawks associate head coach and defensive assistant Sean Desai, or Desai. I don't know how to pronounce it, but he's also reportedly interviewing for the job. All right. Yes, you asked me earlier. They traded Chris Richards before I was drafted, but he was there in 05 early in the offseason. All right. That's why he didn't make an impression on you. Mm Mm-hmm. And Patrick Mahomes is practicing today. I don't know if you guys saw that, but according to Andy Reid, yeah, he's practicing. I, I'm imagining he's going to play, and he's going to be uh, all taped up, and I don't know if he's going to be shot up or what do they do, Toradols and pills? I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, But I, I imagine he's playing. If he played last week, he's going to play. The question really is, though, just how immobile is he? Because that really takes away an element of his game. 
Yes, yes. They're going to shoot him up and tape it up. But I'm with you, Hawk. He can't move out the pocket. That takes away a big part of what makes him great. Like Travis Kelsey loves him and him. They have that connection. That connection's gone. Everything now is timing. And for, honestly, it's on Andy Reid, which I, I know I love Andy Reid. But it's scheme now. It takes away from that element of, hey, you don't know what the hell can happen when the play breaks down. There's no breaking it down because he can't move. Finally, guys, according to the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. Oh, now how am I not on this council? <laughs> it's bad etiquette to eat a hot dog <laughs> in more than five bites. So you have to wolf it down? Five bites. A traditional wiener, right? Like right. a traditional style not hot a foot dog. Long. The foot long, they actually have seven bites. To finish, I, I will long. say I'll I'll say this as a little bit of an audible. If you're at a sporting event or a restaurant or wherever a, a fair, um, and you get the foot long hot dog, there's something wrong with you in your head. It, it's just it's enough. Nobody needs to be carrying that around. Nobody needs. <laughs> what? Because it, the the regular hot dog is fine. You're you're becoming. I don't want to do the levitard but it's a total look at me, Louis move. If you get the foot long hot dog, because no one needs a foot of hot dog. You know what I mean? Get two hot dogs then. Nobody needs a foot of hot dog. One of the dumbest things. But isn't it harder to carry two hot dogs than one? Well, figure it out, okay? Because the carrying of the foot long hot dog, it's both hands out. It, it, it's just it's enough already. It's it's too much. It's not harder though. Like it, they have those little uh, I don't even know what they are. Like those cartons that carry stuff. Buns. <laughs> <laughs> they have the the little food holders. You could fit two hot dogs perfectly there. You can't fit a foot long hot dog on there. There's nowhere to fit a foot long hot dog. I'm not even making a joke. Well, no, there isn't. It just no. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. These foot long hot dogs. You ever see those on the rollers? You know, at like a, a football game. Like, what are you doing? The guy that orders, just get a couple of hot dogs and move on. Foot long. I think there's hot no dog. problem with that. Y'all are crazy. That's it's ridiculous. It's it. You need your head examined if you get it's, the foot. You know long. what? Is there a problem with a double patty hamburger? No, not at all. What, just the traveling mechanism of it? It's just ridiculous looking, a foot-long hot dog. It's ridiculous. Stack a couple patties on top of each other. You can't even tell the difference. It's double meat. Foot-long hot dogs, double meat. No, that's what I'm saying. Get two hot dogs then. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, and and I'll tell you another thing. Probably cheaper. Probably cheaper to get one. They don't make foot-long buns either. So now you got all this uh, untethered, uncovered... You know, sometimes you, it's like, uh, you know, the part that's uncovered. You know what I'm talking about, Crowder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the sheath. The shaft. Your weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm, your accident. But there's always somebody at the, uh, the, the baseball game or whatever eats the hot dog in two bites. Who are you yeah. impressing, guy? Like, you know what I mean? Like. You know, I'd like to I'd like to enjoy the hot dog through at least a half an inning. So the two bite guy, like you know, oh okay, it's one batter. You know, it's like two pitches. But 
So why is it so cool to chug a beer and not scarf down a hot dog? It's a good question. Why is it cool to? Because it's man. It's considered manly for whatever reason to chug a beer. But conceptually, yeah, conceptually, it makes no sense though, because you're not yeah. really getting any enjoyment of the beer unless you're trying to get buzz quicker. Right, but then. Um, but there's no buzz from swallowing a hot dog. But you're trying to get full quicker, to your point. You're trying to get buzz. it down. You're hungry. A slight buzz. Just a feeling of accomplishment. All right. We got, uh, Joe Zagaggi is coming on. We'll ask him. <laughs> That's a good one for Joe. Yeah. yeah. You think he's listening yet, Solana? Is he dialed in? If he is, he's probably not joining us <laughs> in five minutes. <laughs> Your weather, it's sponsored by DeMesman and Dover Law Firm. Even though at halftime of a Canes game, Joe Zagaki only has 12 minutes. Well, if you're, no, if you're constrained by time, it's one thing. But if you are, you know, enjoying a sporting event and you've got to wolf down a hot dog in two bites and then chug a beer because the camera showed you, like, you know, what, what are we doing here? Call them, 866-954-MORE. Right now in South Florida, partly cloudy. Tonight, the lows will drop into the upper 60s, low 70s. That is your weather. All right, very good. Joe Zagaki. I'm so tempted to do a foot-long joke, and I, I'm, I'm just – I stopped myself, and I'm like, well, but it's funny, and eh. Joe Zagaki, voice of the Miami Hurricanes. <laughs> Footlong Joe, isn't that his nickname? What am I? Uh, what am I looking at there? The Deli oh, Witch that's the Deli commercial. Witch. We just talked about that yesterday. There's a Deli Witch commercial on right now. Look at that. Dumb. Very <laughs> right. dumb. Joe Zagaki is going to join us in the next segment. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. Damn, again. Joe, <laughs> back at it again with the khaki pants. Hawk and Crowder. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hockman and Crowder dance party. And Joe Zagaki <laughs> is dancing on in, Crowder. Yeah, my favorite dance partner. What's up, Joe? We had a dance party last night in Tallahassee. Oh, right mm. into sports. Yeah. He got nervous yeah. with the dance party. He had to get it right, yeah. <laughs> right I was in my hotel room yesterday afternoon. I think it was after our pregame meal, so I had about an hour to kill, hour and a half to kill before we got on the bus. And I'm flipping through the TV channel, and there's Channing Crowder on television on the on the Tamron Hall show. That's right. He looked yeah. good, didn't he? Oh, he looked great. Yeah, yeah I mean. riding around in some gizmo. <laughs> Joe, you travel a lot. Joe, it's called the Ride Bot. Joe, you got to get you one. I want to see you uh, ride that up and down our street. <laughs> I got you, man. I'll come on down there with come you. Come on Joe. down. He come rides down it house. at the airport. Yeah. Don't yeah. I? I don't think that that saves you any time at the airport. Do you, Joe? No, I don't. I don't yeah. see. Is it? I, I, are you running over people? Is it fast? I, how fast does it go? 
it goes about six, seven miles per hour, but consistently you don't walk six miles per hour, Joe. You're becoming like one of those people at the airport, you know, where they have the, the walking, the moving sidewalk and mm-hmm. people get on the moving sidewalk and they don't move. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. Like, what, do you, what do you think about the, uh, the person at a sporting event that orders the footlong hot dog when there's a regular hot dog? That guy's a look at me, Louie, isn't he? The footlong hot dog? Yeah, because who needs that? I never that? ordered the footlong hot dog. Right, who needs that, right? Yeah. yeah I like the just... normal hot dog, a couple of bites, wash it down with a nice cold beer, try to savor it a little bit. Well, how many bites? That's uh, actually how we got into this in the last uh, segment. How many bites for a typical hot dog? Well, let me think of the geography on that. All right. One, two gets you halfway. Two halfway. Three, that's probably you four. Three, you got the probably four. Probably four. All four, right. four, so four or five. Less than five. Five or less. Less than five, but, you know, you try to kind of nurse the hot dog at the ball game. I don't, that's, eat, that's I don't, my, eat, that, I don't eat that many hot dogs, so I like my hot dog with mustard at a baseball it's game. At, usually it's at a sporting event for me and most likely a baseball game because I don't eat a hot dog very often or a barbecue, obviously, a cookout. But um, you, you, these people at the, at the baseball games, they'll take the hot dog, they'll eat it in two bites. There, there's no enjoyment there, is there? No, you have to savor it. You yeah. have to watch the baseball. Yeah. Baseball is a slow game. Right. It's meant to absorb and watch and hopefully not fall asleep because it moves very slow nowadays. Right. But nonetheless, uh, baseball is meant to, you know, kind of mosey along. Same with your food. That's right. And then you have some peanuts. You throw some peanuts in there. It's a hot dog, fellas. You're savoring the flavor. Do you savor yeah. the flavor of oatmeal, too? Well, I don't it's normally have oatmeal at a baseball game. so It's not that, Channing. It's the atmosphere. It's the ball game. <laughs> yeah, there's something about the guy that wolfs down yeah. the hot dog at the baseball game. It's like, you're not a baseball fan then. I mean, that's like a one, two, three inning, you know? Exactly. Uh, the guy eats a hot dog and one, uh, on three pitches. And, and the same thing with the Mark Light Shake as well. you got to savor it. Uh, Mark Light Shake. Yeah. Now, you've got to make, you know, make sure that survives for an inning or two or yes. even the the shamrock shake in your case you want it you wanted it extra thick at mcdonald's and they don't do that is it shamrock shake season yet uh it probably is pretty soon because it's always for saint patrick's day which is what is that like march well, that's march so, uh, i'll be so out of town hopefully i'm, I'm march gonna 17th. say like middle of february so probably less than yeah. a month they'll uh they'll debut those uh or they'll bring back the uh, shamrock shakes will you get another okay. one do you think well, that's entirely up to you. Well, no, I just for enjoyment, not for the radio. Do you oh, think no, I'm not going to go out of my way to get a shamrock Interesting, shake. you will not. Okay. <laughs> I think we learned a little something here, uh, Crowder. <laughs> Taking shots at me somehow. Uh, that had to feel good for Jim Laranega last night because they had lost nine in a row to FSU hoops, and they're a better team this year, but you never know, obviously, you go up to Tallahassee, and they put the hammer down yesterday. That had to feel good. Yeah, it felt uh, great in a lot of ways. Number uh, number one, obviously, the nine-game uh, losing streak. And Coach L, in his meeting on Monday night, had a big poster board inside the meeting room with the number nine on it and then a big X across it, uh, telling the team, this. he told them, his first words in his meeting were, uh, this, this stops now. This stops now. This losing streak to them stops now. Now, there were a couple of uh, circumstances for that losing streak. Uh, Coach L's first 14 games against Florida State, he was 8-6. and six. But then, of course, the rosters for Miami and Florida State completely flip-flopped. 
And Miami, of course, struggled with their roster because of the FBI and all that stuff. And Leonard Hamilton had some great rosters. But in addition to that, Hawk, over the years, uh, Leonard Hamilton and Stan Jones have made that Miami game very important. It's been very personal to them. And I suspect, you know, Stan Jones was up for the job a couple of times at the University of Miami and did not get it. Uh, Leonard's number one assistant. So they always seem to put a little extra emphasis on winning that game. And they've had Miami's number last year, two one-point games. This year, uh, last night, Coach L, I think, was really proud of his team for a couple of reasons. One, Saturday was a heartbreaking loss to Duke. We did not come home. We stayed on the road and went from uh, North Carolina down to Tallahassee. But on Saturday night, I thought Coach L did a great job with his team. After dinner, he reviewed the Duke game, broke down why Miami lost by two points. And in his, in his opinion, it came down to shot selection. And Miami took too many contested shots. Too many contested shots against Duke shot 25% on contested shots, 50% on uncontested shots. Didn't share the ball. He put a game plan in on uh, Monday, uh, Monday at practice. They worked on it Monday and Tuesday, and then last night they were brilliant. So he was really proud of that. And by the way, it was the most lopsided victory by a visiting team in the series. Damn, but that that game because I go back to they had two twin towers a couple years ago. I think one of them's in the league right now playing some. Speaking of Florida State, is it kind of like, you know, what UM struggles with is that height? Because I was looking at their roster after watching highlights from last night, and they had some gigantic human beings on that court. Is that where that losing streak comes from? Is that size thing that Coach L actually talks about all the time? We're usually the smaller team on the court. Well, Miami's going to be the smaller team this year. They're the smaller team last year. Yeah, they've been the smaller team against Florida State for sure. Uh, Leonard has always had gigantic players. He's got two now. Baba Miller, three. Baba Miller is 6'11. McLeod is 7'4. He's got another guy, Deontay Green. He's 6'11. Uh, Baba, but he, uh, Leonard has decided this year to play small and use skill. And uh, so the size wasn't quite the factor last night as it was, although McLeod played pretty well. Size is going to be a factor for Miami the rest of this season. They have to work around it. It's one of their shortcomings, uh, but they can work around it. Everybody's got to chip in and rebound. It was a bit of a a factor against Duke, but the nine-game losing streak to Florida State really was. Florida State had the better roster, and they had the size and the more skilled roster. They had NBA players, one-and-done players, and Miami could barely field a team in some of those games. So that was part of the reason for the nine games. Last year, uh, Miami thought they had him beat in Tallahassee, and Charlie Moore got called for a foul. You might remember, eight-tenths of a second remaining in the game, and they called a, a foul on Charlie Moore, gave Florida State two free throws to win the game. And then down here in Miami, uh, the Kings fell behind by 26, and uh, they got, got it down to one. Wong rushed up the floor for the last shot, hoping that it would either go in or a foul would be called, and they just they didn't blow the whistle. So two one-point losses last year, but uh, they made up for it last night because, as I said, they yeah. shared the ball. They were great. The second half, they got a little bit sloppy, but uh, 
Uh, they were up by 28 points on Florida State. That's pretty good at when you're on the road. The game at the Watsko Center last year, Solana and I were at that one. That was one of the most epic comebacks. I remember yeah. Mario Cristobal had just been hired. Remember, and he came out yep. as that comeback started to take shape. He started to hype up the crowd. It was uh, it was, that that was that place was buzzing. The the Hurricanes basketball team. So they're on the road Saturday at Pitt. Then they're home Tuesday night at the Watsko Center. They host Bot Tech. But then there's a couple of big ones coming up. They're at Clemson Saturday the 4th, and they host Duke at the Watsko Center Monday, February 6th. And I know Duke's not uh, ranked, but anytime Duke comes to town, it's always fun. So they're 20 in the nation right now, Joe. What do we really know about this team right now? Do we know enough to say that they are a legit top 20 team? And, and what level do you think that they can compete as the season moves on and then we get to tournament time? Yeah, when when they when they play well, listen, when they play like they played in the first half last night, uh, they they can beat almost anybody. They've got a very good resume. Uh, you know, they beat Rutgers in that ACC Big Ten Challenge. Rutgers beat the number one team in the country. Uh, Purdue, Miami beat Providence. Providence is probably a, a tournament team. They beat Virginia. Virginia's a top ten team. They're undefeated at home. It's tough to win on the road, by the way, in this league. The top four teams in the ACC. In ACC games, the top four teams are Clemson, Miami, uh, North Carolina, and Virginia are 19-0 at home. So it's tough to win on the road. Uh, Miami has some shortcomings. It's going to be their size, but they can really score. And uh, they're an offensive-minded team. Uh, they've got guys that can score everywhere. Miller can score. Wong can score. Nigel Pack has got unlimited range. I, I don't know what the scouting report on him would say for the other team. It must say pick him up at half court. Because he can make a three from anywhere. And uh, over the last seven games, he's at like 46%. So he's starting to feel more comfortable with Miami. Uh, last year, he was the fifth best three-point shooter in the country. Didn't get off to that kind of start at Miami. But the last seven games, uh, 46% from three-point range. He and Wong each had 18 points last night. Uh, when they share the ball, and they had uh, the X factor coming on is Wooga Poplar who had 14 points in the game last night. So athletic. So how far can they go? Uh, we are 10 games into the ACC season. 7-3 and three, uh, in, sec- in third place. That's a great spot to be in. They, they, they're going to play Clemson, as you mentioned, Hawk. Have a chance for a top-four finish inside the ACC. Uh, we've got seven wins. Probably need, I don't know, five more ACC wins to make sure they're inside the NCAA tournament. And, you know, anything can happen there. It depends on... Uh, your seed, how you're playing, but they can be a very, very hard matchup. When they shoot the ball well, they're tough. They lead the league in field goal percentage. They're number three in total offense, and they're number three in free throw percentage. So I think those are pretty good numbers. Joe, who's the best player? Because I, I would say, I'm tell me if I'm wrong, but I would say Nigel Pack and Isaiah Wong would be the discussion, correct? Well, Wong's an amazing talent. And they lost to Duke, and they didn't get anything out of Wong because he was sick. Uh, he showed up at breakfast on Saturday morning and came in sick and didn't score for the first three, 33 minutes of the game. I, I felt much better about Wong last night uh, when Miami came out of the locker room. He was the first one out and looked like he was shot out of a cannon. I thought, there we go. Uh, the, he, he, Miami knows, the players know that he's the guy that's got to score. 
and he can score in so many ways. He's awfully tough to stop. He gets in the lane. He shoots over people, scores over the defense, steps back into a three, 80% in the free throw line, almost had a double-double in the game last night, uh, top 10 in assists, top 10 in steals, top 10 in scoring. He, he's, their, he's the guy that makes him go. When he didn't score for the first 33, first 33 minutes, uh, Duke was very proud of that. That you know, John Shire uh, made that very clear that that was the key to the game on Saturday. So uh, Miami's probably going to go as far as Wong takes him, but Omir is a really really hard matchup uh, because he's just so big and bulky and got biceps the size of grapefruits, and he's a double double machine every night. And then um, Jordan Miller. I don't know if you guys know this number. He's, he's scoring 15 points a game. He's getting five rebounds a game. He's getting two assists a game, one steal a game, and he's shooting 50%. In the last four years, there are only two other guys in the league that have done that. Wow. And the two other guys were ACC Player of the Year. And uh, Miller, he just, you know, it doesn't look like it, but it's 6-7. He guards the other team's best player often, and uh, he stymies. I mean, you know, Jabari Smith, he had him last year against Auburn. He did a great job in the game last night. So um, I feel pretty good about him. This is a three-game road road trip for Miami. Uh, People get nervous when you lose a game on the road. They've got two road losses by two points. So those were, I wouldn't call them disappointed. I would call them frustrating. Uh, if they had gotten that North Carolina State game, that Duke game, I don't know, they'd be a top 10 team. But uh, they are 20 uh, with plenty of time to even go higher, and I think they will. I, uh, I'd i be remiss if I didn't ask you a football question, Joe, because we know Carmani McLean. He goes to Colorado, so that uh, that dream is over. But Kane's football has done pretty okay after a terrible season. They've done pretty okay in the offseason, no? Well, I think, you know, the whole emphasis was on – improving the roster and I don't know how many times Channing how many times did I tell you talk to you about the roster and um, yes. <laughs> you know it's just it's so dicey Hawk when you talk about the roster because those are your guys on your team but you know it's so frustrating to go okay Miami's playing Alabama and you know you don't want to say you don't have a guy on your team that could start for Alabama but that was pretty much the case yeah. and it's been proven now because you see the exodus so I think they've upgraded in a lot of areas, but they still have a ways to go. Um, and I think Mario Cristobal, you know, he might have looked at it and said, "Okay, we got a roster that we're gonna we, we can win this coastal, even though he's not a coastal anymore. You know, Duke and Virginia, but we're not here. You weren't you didn't bring us here to do that. You brought us here to go challenge Georgia and Alabama, right?" That's what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. We're getting to the top 12. We don't have a roster that would be in the top 12. Next year, top 12 goes to the, to the playoff. Certainly not a top four roster. That's what his sights are on. Maybe everybody else's sights were on, you know, being winning the Coastal. His sights have been on, let's get to the top four, and we're going to get there however we got to do it. And so I think they've made some significant strides. But they still need a, a to me, they still need a breakaway wide receiver uh, I know they got a cornerback from Iowa yesterday in the portal. I've never seen them play. Uh, so I reserve judgment until I see these guys play. And they're going to be awfully young. You know, a lot of these top players are coming in as freshmen. And, Joe, something else just thinking about we talked, I think we're headed to SEC Media Day. And we were, you know, speaking about this recently. Is UM getting that size 
because I understand. Listen, talent and ability and all that, Joe. We know that's big, but they were just always smaller. Something we talked about. Are they getting bigger? Because I know Cristobal wants to get bigger. Well, if if I heard it one time from Coach Cristobal this year, I heard a ten. Big people move small people, mm-hmm. so uh, he is intent on getting them bigger. And I think yes, the answer to that would be yes. They're offensive linemen. The guys they brought in uh, are monsters, gigantic, six five. 350, and uh, so they're going to be much bigger on the offensive line. I think they got bigger at running back with the kid from American Heritage, Fletcher. Um, offensive line is bigger. I think they still have some work to do on their defensive line. They uh, brought in two transfers, one from, uh, I think, Georgia Southern and one from Purdue. So they got to get bigger there, I think, and probably add some more depth. But uh, they got bigger at linebacker. And, yeah, I think he wants to uh, be like Nick Saban, profile positions. That's why I laugh when guys say, I hear kids go, yeah, I was recruited by Alabama. And I look at their dimensions, I say, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're, you know, you know, if you're a 5'9 defensive back, you're not being recruited by Alabama. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, you know, if you're, if you're not six foot one or six feet, 195 pounds, uh, on the perimeter, you're not being recruited by Alabama. Um, so Mario Cristobal knows what that profile looks like, and that's what he's trying to – that's what he's attacking. It's, like it's going to take uh, a while. I don't think it's something yeah. that's going to happen again in one year, though. It's like when I say I've been recruited by a, a modeling agency. You know that I'm not telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Hawk. I thought for sure. Well, that, thank you, know, you Joe. Would be, uh, I appreciate you know, that. I appreciate that. Uh, who do you It'd got? Be like you and I trying who, to move Crowder. Who do you right? uh, listen? I can move him. Uh, he he doesn't scare me on that little uh, little piece of luggage he rides around what, on. What are you knock pay, him you, right you, off it? You talking about you talking about helping me move my home or <laughs> U-Haul? What are right, you right? You're talking about boxes because I could box up some of his stuff. <laughs> what uh, who do you got coming up on Hurricane Hotline tonight, Joe? Uh, Coach L. We have Coach L and Katie Meyer. So two of um, our favorites. Katie Myers, yeah, they've done a great, really nice job. Women's basketball. Uh, Amy Deem is a track coach. She's tremendous in her field. And then uh, this uh, ESPN basketball guru, Jeff Borzello, is going to join us to give us a little college basketball rundown. Maybe he'll tell us where he thinks Miami's going to land. But I'm uh, very optimistic that we're going to have a, a fun March. All right. That was I, great uh, last year, right? We had a blast last year. Oh, my year. God. That was, I mean, that yeah. was a college basketball dream down here that we never experienced. Yeah. So I don't know if they make another Elite Eight run or not. You never know when you get to the tournament. But first things first, um, 10 games to go inside the ACC. I look at it this way. If you win your home games, you're in. Yeah. Um, there you go. Joe Zagaki, you'll hear him tonight on Hurricane Hotline right here on 560 WQ. You want me to ask Coach Yell anything for you guys? No, but I would like you to compliment Katie Meyer for me. Now, you know, we're huge fans of Coach Meyer. Uh, I had tweeted out yesterday, if you still drink Diet Coke, you've never tasted Coke Zero. And I've never been more certain of a tweet in my life, and Katie Meyer liked the tweet. So I know that she's a Coke Zero drinker, so if you can bring that up with her and compliment her and tell her she knows what she's doing. I'll, I'll absolutely do that. All right. I appreciate it. All right, fellas. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Anything for you guys. Anytime. Chances chances that he does that, Crowder. None at all. Zero <laughs> point zero. <laughs> no, that's not true at all. All right. Well, bring it up. Ask her. Coke, uh, Coke I zero. saw Say, I, I saw yesterday on Twitter that you're a Coke Zero drinker. Uh, tell us about it. I'm going to write it down right here so all I right. don't forget. A little, more respect, a little more respect to the guy who crashed – 
SEC Media Days on ESPN. You know what? You're 100% right. That is is completely inappropriate for me to doubt you, Joe. Salon, now that you bring that up, I feel feel a little bad because the guy that we crashed is no longer with us. Well, I don't think you had anything to do with that. Well, I hope Mm. not. Mm. Damn, Joe. (laughs) Look what you did. Solana looked at me like, why did we go in this direction? Yeah. (laughs) Well, don't bring that up with uh, Katie. Mike Leach? No, no, it I'm was. saying, I, I, all right, Joe Zagaki tonight. <laughs> Look at Solana's got his head in his hands. I don't know what happened here at the end. Solana, get me out of this. Can you just disconnect him? Yes. <laughs> dance party! <laughs> Can't yell dance party and then not play any music. Maybe not the right song. I mean, the biggest. Bye, 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 bye. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. I'm thinking about <laughs> downloading this uh, TikTok. Hawk and Crowder. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.